The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? show i'm your host sam aloysius luan d-dog long and this is my guest today co-host gavin roy Royd rage turd ferguson the fourth the fifth the second Royd rage i haven't had Royd Royd rage, rage in well ever but that's okay i'm here that's what matters i'm uh tired um, beat up is the off season and we're supposed to be recovering and I think I'm going backwards, but that is okay because I'm a mentally and emotionally physically drained. Gavin, we have breaking news into the station. Uh-oh. I My boss it. approved my vacation days. That was why I missed it. Congratulations. I'm, go- I'm going to the draft now. So there we go, and there we go. Boots on the ground. Boots on ground, not in the actual seats, because the actual seats cost like two thousand dollars. It's okay. You can be in the nosebleeds when the Chiefs take uh, Jalen Hyatt in the first round. Oh no, thank you. No, thank you. We we talked about that pre-show. We don't need to bring up old wounds. <laughs> well, Gavin, Aloysius, Luann, D Dog, Roy Rage. I can't say Roy Rage like like that. We're going to do a lounge hour because we need to decompress and shower from the abomination of K-State basketball that we had to witness and the missed opportunities that we had. So me and you, we're going to kick it for like an hour. That's what I'm doing. We're going to kick it. We're going to talk some NFL draft, some other bullshit. We're just going to put our feet up and chill. Hide our sadness. Hide our sadness, baby. Don't worry. The next hour of this program will absolutely be Beans coming back not two days later to help record our basketball stuff. Now, Gavin, you might not be here, though, for that session. Uh, So give our viewers your thoughts in five words or less about K-State losing the Florida Atlantic. I'm happy, but I'm sad. Yeah, that is five words. <laughs> yeah, work. I followed the rule. Word, Gavin, I'm impressed. Yep, I <laughs> just follow the rules, but that encapsulates everything. I I do have a funny story about that. So, like, you know, I get I get texts from my dad. You know, my dad texts me for the game. He's like, I can't believe you guys are going to the final four. And I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, like you you like never understand. Like I you never understand any of it. On like the pain scale, because you're an Ohio State fan. Like your right. pain scale is like losing in the college football playoff. Like my pain scale is like making it to the Elite Eight and losing to Florida Atlantic. It's not the same thing. And 
He's like consoling me afterwards. And I just text, I hate it here. And he thought he meant that I hated like Independence, Kansas. Oh, jeez. And I had to explain to him that that was not it. So. Yeah. It's just fine. I might no, be it's here not, on Gavin. Thursday. I wanted to put, I didn't respect San Diego State at all. We could have beaten that team. We could have gotten our ass kicked by UConn or lost to Nigel Pack in the Natty. The, the only thing that I'll add in case I'm not here is I'm just sad that we lost and played nothing like ourselves. Bro, could you imagine if we would have lost to Nigel Pack in the Natty? Just how much worse that would have felt? The, uh, like, villain... Imagine uh, if we would have beaten my, Nigel Pack in the Natty. Oh, my God. I would have never shut up about that. Yeah. And I mean, hey, you know what? Let me make... I, I'm going to say two things that we're going to get off this. Save it for Saturday. First thing is that we still got the Michigan State Xavier game, um, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Sydney. Um, we got the moment where our point guard, Jesus Christ, I'm having a brain fart because I'm sad. Marquise Noel, thank you. Um, sets the assist record on a pass to Ish Masood, baseline fadeaway jumper. To go up to force overtime, the two players that stayed here, an incredible moment. I know that like everybody sees the Keontae dunk, and I like, that's an incredible moment too. They're gonna show that on March Madness highlights for months, years. Sorry, um, decades. Yeah, but like that moment for K State for me as a K State fan, for K State fans that realize like what Marquise Noel and Ish Masood meant is. That was really important to me, watching that last minute, the Michigan State game, before all hell broke loose, um, or continued breaking loose. But also, if you're sad, if you are depressed about being a K-State fan and where we are right now, which you probably are, and you probably should be. I mean, it's what life is like here. Um, just think and picture, because in a, just a couple months, I will be hiking my drunk ass up to section 422 of Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And I will plop my tush in my seat. And then I will stand back up promptly. And I will tell everyone within shouting distance how happy I am to be sitting back in my spot, but this time for the first time as a Big 12 champion. And that is the reason that I was able to stop crying. So there we go. That's, yes, we have progress yes we have trophies in other sports of less meaning than a national championship but it is okay you're here and it's draft that is that is such great copium yeah i just want to cope my tears into a big 12 trophy don't wait too bad it's not a bowl anymore that would have really worked for the analogy i know you know what they say man don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, no. Uh, it's happened a lot to Kansas State. So <laughs> I'm tired of it's happened. I've been, I've seen it's happened. Um, uh, so I won't necessarily need to ask Beans this question. Would you trade? Oh, dude, you're going to hate this question. You're going to say no. And I think I would have said yes. Would you trade both Chiefs Super Bowls? Yes, to have won that game against Florida Atlantic. Oh fuck! You don't get you don't get 
any guarantees that we end up winning the Natty. This the isn't problem- like two, this isn't a two Chiefs Super Bowl wins into like one K State Natty. This is we get to the Final Four and we see what happens. So, where where my where my brain is is the fact that we have like a. 35 game sample of K-State playing one way and a one game sample of us being completely uncreative and out of ideas on offense against FAU. So like, do I believe that that changes the next game? Yeah, but it still doesn't feel great to gamble two Super Bowls on. So um, I'm going to take I Super Bowl. think for me, I would say yes, because K-State is my one true joy. I, and I'm gonna bank on Mahomes getting me one because so, you still okay. know I'm gonna bank on Mahomes getting me one. Like, hit, you know, we lose these other two Super Bowls. Mahomes is just a. I'm gonna bank on Mahomes just doing it our way, like losing a fuck ton of Super Bowls and then winning one at the end of the end of the line or something like that. Okay, I guess I didn't consider them that we could just win more factor. I guess. Um, yeah. So I I think I would. I don't think I would be rewarded because I think UConn would kick everyone's shit in, but I would give it a shot because so I am, bad. I'm a gambling man. We played so bad, dude. I want a lot of money on that game. At least I like, yeah, I bet a ton of money on Florida Atlantic. We hedging were, happiness, hedging happiness. I know I'd rather have the win than the money. Can we, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. I don't like this. Be sad. It's supposed to be the lounge hour. We're yeah. supposed to be happy. You know who's lounging a lot right now? Dalton Kincaid, because his back is still broken. So is it really? No. So what I've uh what like I've gathered by listening to just as many people as I can, not on Dalton Kincaid, but just like in general. Um I mean, he didn't participate in the pro day or the combine because of the back injury that he suffered in the Pac-12 championship game. The problem is apparently there's like a a lengthy, pretty lengthy injury history there with Dalton Kincaid as well. I didn't know that at least. Oh, Uh, with his back? That's not good, bro. Well, that was the thing that I couldn't – it's like – it's like the Kayshawn Boutte injury where he's never injured in a specific area. It's just always like mostly referred to as, you know, his injury. And, uh, like, it gets referred to as his injury so much that it loses, like, where it's at on the body, like, at all. So, so is he just getting, like, lower back injuries, which are leading to upper back injuries, which are leading to, like, oblique injuries, which are leading to lower back injuries, which are leading to, like... that That's the type of analysis I've uh, been comprehending. The best part is, um, like, six sources will refer to the same injury and, like, call it six different names and it's six different parts of the body, um, which my understanding of the medical field, it's a pretty, like, black and white term, what, like, you know, object in your body you hurt, um, but uh, to each their own. Um, Gavin, would you say that this is a red flag? It is a red flag. I like. Would you still... say that he's off your board? Uh, he's. It's a red flag. He's not off my board. I still have no issue. The uh, the like, Sid, Sydney, the uh, like feeling of it's Dalton Kincaid at the top of like a tier is gone. Like for my for myself, uh, like I'd still mm-hmm. draft him. If really it comes down to these things, uh, like 
Dalton Kincaid slips. This is such a cop out answer, and I'm sorry, but I don't have access to medical information. If the NFL like drafts him in the fifth round after he's being talked about in the first round, like, all right, there's some like pretty serious like injury going on here that we don't know about. Or if he's uh like just drafted like normal, I'm at least willing to disregard it. Um, those are really the only cases where I'm willing to let like where a player is drafted like completely shape the way I think about them. But when it comes to medicals, that's like our only insight, I would say. I like I think so. Yeah, I mean, we don't like you said, we don't have that information. Like that's our kryptonite, bro. Like we can only analyze film and like analytics. Like we can't yeah, analyze well, like can't analyze two things: injury history when it's like that confusing and dog. Can't can't analyze dog. Well, I mean, same things going for Sean Tucker, who was injured, so he couldn't pretty uh like he couldn't go at his pro day or his or at the combine. But then he posted his own personal workout because he's Sean Tucker on a like fifth grade esque PowerPoint slide presentation of him doing workouts, and it was incredible. It was a outstanding workout. But I don't know how he was able to do that. And if it was legitimate, able to do that, but also still be injured unless the injury was something that like the NFL just says, like, don't or like doctors are just like, don't. But he can do on his own. You know, like I borderline. We don't know, but it's just a really weird time of year with that shit. It, it might be something with Sean Tucker because like Sean Tucker's kind of undersized. He needs to like run a good 40 to like, you know kind of keep that like prestige almost like draft pedigree and it might be something to where like instead of running like in the high four threes low four fours it would cause him to run in like the upper four fours well i mean that's the thing is he ran like a four three uh like a low four three at his uh his own personal workout which apparently which was lasered and had everything set up there and there was like this document on how he fucking did it uh because he's Sean Tucker and he creates his own shit and posts after games how he thinks he and both Syracuse did. Um, Dude, but, that guy is I, – I do love that shit. That's, I, I know. Dude, he's going to get trolled so – he already did in college. He's going to get I trolled bet. so hard for that in the NFL the moment he has, like, a bad game. Honestly, the thing I love the most about that, though, is the just, like, he kept doing it. So, like, I know that, like, what people were saying online and everything just, like, or what people are saying just period just, like, doesn't mean a fuck to him. He's just like, nah, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to post this shit online because I want to. Hey, more power <laughs> to him, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish there was a game where he was just bad and it was like, I played like shit. <laughs> just, just or, like, he, the- take, he took, like, one carry and, like, broke his, like, collarbone. It's like the the, the line is just, like, I broke my collarbone, Syracuse won, and so they played pretty well, though. There, I wish there was a tweet, just straight, I, I played like shit, no context, just for, like, the meme later on. I, <laughs> fucking sucked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. God, what was I going to, I was going to ask you something. See, that's what's great about the lounge hour, is I had a good idea, and now I don't have a good idea. But eventually, oh, yeah. they'll lead to a new new good idea. You've heard about um, the Steelers uh, who absolutely weren't draped all over Malik Willis and thinking he should be a top three overall pick last year in the draft, saying that Josh Downs has one of the most crisp routes they've ever seen in their life. 
at his pro day. I, I thought Malik Willis should have been drafted in the first round, but you know, I'm stupid. So, well, I'm, I'm just pointing out, I, I love like seeing that stuff last year and then like just coming back to this off season and then posting, you know, the Steelers said that Josh Downs routes are the most crisp and it was one of the best route running sessions they've quote ever seen end quote. And then you just like, Look back one short off season ago, and not only did they not draft Malik Willis, but they drafted a different quarterback. So that means they're drafting Jordan Addison to pair him with Kenny Pickett. I've seen that a lot. I hate that. It's just more of the same. Unless they like don't have don't bring Deontay Johnson back after the season. I guess season. he's got one year left, and I guess they need a third wide receiver because Claypool's gone. But, yeah, I yeah. That, Calvin that Austin, bro. I mean, they need to draft an offensive coordinator more than anything. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. This also, like, side note, I, like, get a lot of information from, like, players' bios on their team pages here. And Tulane... You need to, like, just literally give any sort of, like, effort at all towards your, like, tr- possible day one, day two, day three running back that you have graduate from, yes, Tulane. Why can't, Why is it so hard to update fucking uh, Tajay Spears' profile on your website? Like, I don't feel like we're asking for a lot considering he's, like, a major part of your What's run. What's wrong with it? Nothing. It just stops at 2021. <laughs> oh, they don't have a 2022 like no. roster. No, he's just like gone. What? Like, he's, well, he he's on the roster, but there's just no information. The page wasn't updated. All of the rest. Of the oh, page the page was wasn't updated for 2022. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Not gonna lie. I mean, it is, but like, is uh, Case State's like not updated? No, like Michael Mayer's wasn't updated either until like a couple weeks ago. So. God, what are they? What are they doing? Like they gotta I, have no, interns, you're bro. Like to the choir, yeah. Dog, like they gotta have interns just writing this shit. Like it's the same formula. I feel like it's just like it is. Oh, X player like won X awards and had X catches for X yards and X touchdown. Like you just fill in blanks. And yeah, you, you just take the, the Pro Football Reference game logs and you put them in written form instead of in table form. Bro, you could probably just get like Chat GBT to do that shit. Yeah, it's not just, like and then- describe Max Myers' twenty twenty two football season, <laughs> and then like the AI will just write it and you just copy and paste it. Yeah, um, I hate I hate shit like that. It's like it's really just not hard, and like it's so hard to find like relevant. Well, I shouldn't even say relevant, truthful information about a lot of these players. And, like, that's just not helping, like, in any way at Tell all. Me. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we, we talked about um, a lot of draft prospects, especially fantasy-relevant ones, last week. And one that we didn't really talk about was, like, did we, did we even talk about Kendry Miller? No. Like, we really well, didn't. Yes, we brought him up, and then you basically just discounted him because he couldn't get one yard against K-State. Oh, yeah, I did do that. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. ironically didn't talk about Tajay Spears, but. I'm going to be honest. I, like, started that sentence, 
and like didn't know who I was gonna say. Because <laughs> like guy, I thought, ah, oh, Josh Downs is like the perfect person who we didn't talk at all about last about week. Him. But we just got done talking about Josh Downs and his crispy route running that the Steelers want to draft, but not draft. I don't know if we talked about this guy, but Tank Bixby has always been like one really, really, really confusing guy for this draft class to me. Yeah. He he was so good as a freshman and like pops right on the scene is like everything for Auburn. And I, I hate the term like, quote, did it in the SEC, quote, is used as like a pro for some players. But then other players that did it in the SEC, it like doesn't mean anything, uh, which is retarded to me. But regardless, uh, Tank Bixby like falls victim to being too good as a freshman and then never never getting better, but also never being bad. Um, Dude, the thing is, is like what's wild is his his star really fucked up on his sophomore year. One, okay, so for two reasons: one, his efficiency metrics sophomore year like actually were just bad. And, like, there's a lot of different reasons for that, potentially. But, like, he just didn't perform sophomore year. And, two, in his sophomore year, he's the dude who went out bounce against Bama and cost Auburn that football game, potentially. Oh, shit. And, like, people kind of still hold that against him. because It's like Jamison Williams this last year. Jamison Williams is bad because he dropped that one pass against Green Bay. Yeah. It's just like the one low light because like highlights, you know, highlights last a week. Low lights last forever. Everybody yeah. remembers the low lights. Especially it's the power of the primetime game too. Mm-hmm. Like Jacoby Myers could go for like 150 yards and three touchdowns for the Raiders in like the AFC title game. But like. If they don't win, then, like, he's still going to just be guy who threw the ball to Chandler Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forever. That's okay. And, uh, you know, that was a great throw, though, because Jacob Myers used to be a quarterback at NC State. That was a fucking dime. I, God, yeah. It was. Don't even, don't it even was. lie to yourself. It was a God, dime. God, it was so a Dilford. Hey, speaking of like shit, dude, you who remembers Dilfer's dimes on ESPN I at do. seven in the morning before school? I remember uh one morning before school watching a highlight of uh Aaron Rodgers like throwing uh just this fucking sixty yard in the air dime post route to Jordy Nelson and it being like just I I, I fucking love I Throwing a post, leading perfectly, leading a post route just is like one of the most aesthetically pleasing like things to my eyeballs because it's not just like you're going straight downfield over the shoulder like it's at some weird wonky ass angle and everything too Mm -hmm. across the field and everything. But yeah, no, I remember. uh, I don't even. I know they don't still do that shit, do they? I don't watch ESPN anymore. No, dude. Dilfer's dimes hasn't been a thing in a while. I don't actually know what Trent Dilfer is doing. Probably. I don't know, being a bad quarterback. Yeah, he uh, releases a, uh, probably just like releases a quarterback rankings once in the spring that gets entirely too much credibility and is never looked at again because it's never right. It's Phil Simms, bro. Yeah, I know that too. (laughs) Yo, you just described Phil Simms. I I know. Hey, yo, so speaking of quarterbacks, I gotta like, I I know we talked about the pre-show. But I'm not going to let fucking Mike Tannenbaum get off the fucking hook for this. I was reading a mock draft today, and I'll spare you, Gavin. 
it had Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, Will Levis. Perfectly normal top four currently. And then Hendon Hooker was the fifth overall pick by the Seahawks, who not only have an extra first round pick, but also probably have an extra second round pick, I think. And Hendon Hooker is not projected to get drafted until day two. I'm just confused. Why does Hendon? Why is Hendon Hooker? I'm confused. What makes him like a NFL caliber prospect in the first place? I'm I'm so confused about that too. Like he's 25. Yeah. Like take what just Brandon Weeded. He plays in a goofy offense. Take what people like say about Stetson Bennett, and then just like copy paste it. Except like, uh. Hendon Hooker put up video game numbers because he played in the stupid offense. Does he just not remind you of Brandon Whedon so much? Yes, he does. I mean, Brandon Whedon was a backup for years. So, like, if that's what you think Hendon Hooker is, which I think is what he is, like, that's fine. But I wouldn't draft a backup. and I wouldn't draft a day two backup. You could convince me if you're like the – okay, if you're like the Chiefs, right? And you like thought Hendon Hooker was like going to be one of the best backups in the league. I mean, if they took him at, if I was guaranteed for to have four years of elite backup quarterback, I'd take it in like the third round if I was a contender. Because like the last thing I want to do is have like the Chiefs Super Bowl chances derailed because Mahomes like break like not break something, but like I don't know. I'm not really sure what kind of injury a quarterback can get that'll keep him out for like six weeks. Finger. Yeah, like he breaks a finger or something. <laughs> and he can't play for like a month. So usually oh, Jesus Christ. For this, I don't know if you can even like see if it's. Oh gonna... my God! Get get rid of it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Why is it, it not zooming? It is so not in focus, Gavin. I don't know how to make it focus. It's on focus. T- turn around and show him your ugly mug instead. Wow. All right. Well, what I was trying to show, but clearly there's a um, what the industry has taught me is you're supposed to charge for this uh, information. So there was a clearly a paywall up via Skype. <laughs> if you uh, Venmo me directly, that what you just saw in fuzzy actually becomes clear. Um, yeah, dude. That's why I could see it, but like I was acting like I couldn't because I what? pay for Gavin's premium content. Right. What uh sign up for my uh OnlyFans uh fans. Dude, we should we should put all your draft rankings on OnlyFans. <laughs> that would be so goddamn funny. We should that make OnlyFans content, but it's just going over like one player for like draft season. I Two would five. I'm sure this idea's been done, but Jesus Christ, like a industry based fantasy football podcast that's on OnlyFans just sounds like funny as hell. I'm sure that's being we done. Do right it. Dude, huh? let's just do it. Let's just take – you know what we should do, Gavin? You and me what? and, you know, Beans or whatever if you want. Beans is never on, so it can just be you and me. You and me can do a deep dive on, like, Sunday nights, record it, put it on OnlyFans as a joke. <laughs> See if anyone will buy it. Show triple X or, like, triple X. <laughs> Fly over XXX. <laughs> F, <That's-> F3X. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that all right. Can we, so can we do the I'm, show like shirtless too? I think that'd yeah. be hilarious. Yeah, it has to be like unnecessarily sexy for like fantasy football content. Uh, I'll, put on a, I'll put on my hat. There you go. It's like, oh, um, look at me, no shirt, tinfoil hat. What I was trying to show behind my paywall was the fact that um, I have like these notes. From the uh, team's websites, I went through on like, every major quarterback in this draft class, um, and so on Excel, I have a pretty wide note or you know wide cell and a pretty uh, deep cell because there's multiple lines of information for all of these quarterbacks, and then there's Hendon Hooker, whose line is empty. Besides, he was on the honor roll one time, and like that's not deep. Not Deep saying this dish. is like end all be all or anything like that, but like, I'm again, what's like making him stand out in any way besides uh, putting up video? He games put up him? good stats on Tennessee, who not good in past decade, but was good because Peyton Manning and T Martin. Well, I mean, like, is he really going <laughs> to get drafted off the Bama game? Yes, he is absolutely just going to get drafted off of the Bama game. Okay. Jalen Hyatt won the Bolitnikoff over Marvin generational talent dude Harrison Jr. Uh, this is the Bama game. I'm pretty the sure only you- person not benefiting from the Bama game is Cedric Tillman, who might actually be the best player out of the three, which is hilarious. Yeah, because he was the better player when all three of them were healthy the year before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you need to go look at uh, Ian Hart. It's on Twitter. I know tweeted it out. I know it's like probably like posted in places. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s like numbers he like put up at the pro day because he did like did them at the pro day and then ran like ran routes and did all the drills too. Um, at Jackson Smith and Jigba and Ohio State's pro day, you need to like look at some of the numbers what he did. I didn't realize he was as big as he is either. He's fucking two hundred twelve pounds. Uh. <laughs> Dude, that guy's going to be a freak. It like, is insane what he can do. He might actually be like Jamar Chase, like um, Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, whatever you want to say, level prospect. It is kind of crazy. All I'm going to say is is I'm pissed. I don't have a pit. Unless Tuton – oh, dude, if Tuton got me the 101 next year. It'd make uh, up for everything. I mean, it would – I mean – no, it wouldn't. You need the 101 because of you know what sucks? I have sharks uh 2025 first. And that would be a pick that I would think could get to the 101. Yeah. I have a feeling that land is trying to tank all the way down. You know what? We're getting into a fantasy league that none of you care about. Actually, yeah. that's a lie. Like half of our listeners probably care about that fantasy league because we have yeah. like we have like 12 listeners and six of them are in that league. So I want Marvin Harrison Jr., guys. I'll be good enough so that way one of my picks can be uh be Marvin Harrison Jr., please. That's please okay. Saying that you want a player a year out is foolproof. Just ask Sam Howell. Oh. <laughs> Worked for Bajin and Brees the last two years. Yeah, no, that's true. Which is kind of insane. And Chris Olave. Man, I'm good at the scouting a year out thing. We, uh, I actually, 
I saw this morning or was listening to a podcast this morning where they had Xavier Worthy from Texas, like in the same tier as Marvin Harrison Jr., which I know. I know a lot of people like him and I just, I, I get it, but like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's how I, that's what I said about it. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. Feels like Jamar Chase. Xavier Worthy feels like. Devonta Smith, like well, not in any like comparable actual way, just I, like one of these guys is a top five receiver. The other one is like a top 15 receiver. Yeah, it's in ceiling. It's like one of them is the most dominant p- receivers in the game next to Justin Jefferson. The other one is a wide receiver one for like almost every other team, but not that guy. Like not like that. Like there's just levels to it. I'm. It'll both just be Jamar Chase. I don't know. I'm like when uh, if you're that level to me, if you're that level of prospect at a program like Texas, and I know that Texas actually like did like come back to relevance this last year, but like the year before, Xavier Worthy's still there. And, like, like Texas being good or bad didn't, like, change at all when Xavier Worthy was good or bad. And that just, like, I don't know, shouldn't be the case if you're an elite-level prospect at Texas. Maybe that speaks more about Texas than it does Xavier Worthy, but... I would question whether or not... I would, I would be concerned about him if he didn't, like, take more of a jump this year. Because, like, Bajin and Roshan Johnson are gone. And, like, I feel like Bajin kind of was the crown jewel of the offense. Yeah. And so maybe now you shift more into getting Xavier Worthy more touches as the crown jewel of the offense. I don't know. I'm not Steve Sarkeesian. There's, a, there's another guy that you just mentioned that has been, like, really confusing. He's felt a lot like uh, Jordan Addison, but just at a different position this offseason. Where, like, I've always just wanted him to be better than he was at basically every step along the way with Roshan Johnson. Um, yeah, he's been weird because a lot of he was getting a lot of like pre uh, combine hype. Yeah. And then he came in and like didn't really wow with the combine, and that hype just died, vaporized. Yeah. And that's like, the- I saw a lot of people. Like talking about like this might have been like more one QB, not so much super flex or anything, but they were like, Yeah, man, like I might use like the 110 on Roshan Johnson or like my 201 on Roshan Johnson. Hopefully he doesn't test too good because like you know, if he does, Roshan they like it, it was getting to the point where it was like, if dude, if Roshan Johnson like tests really good, he might get like top like he might end up sneaking like six, seven, eight range or whatever. Yeah. And then he tested average and like, now it feels like he's a third round pick again. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's going to happen with him just because of his like off the field, uh, like a plus resume and the fact yes, that he does- he's an a plus human being, a plus human being. And he does everything that doesn't score fantasy points really, really, really well too. So because he does both of those things and an NFL team could draft him and ra- they would draft him specifically to kill whatever running back value he on the team he was drafted to. Um, and like, 
that kind of feels like his future more than like anything else fantasy football wise. He feels like Jamal Williams. Yeah. But like the thing with Jamal Williams is in order for Jamal Williams to be fantasy relevant, you need to score like a billion touchdowns. Or just like be the backup, play special teams, the starter gets hurt and you like spot start for like two games. Yeah, like a, like an Alexander Madison or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. The but flex the thing, with benefits. What does? Yeah, exactly. Does uh, what like is really lost in a lot of those players too? Is like I don't. Does Alexander Madison play special teams significantly? I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of who that would be. Like I don't think Khalil Herbert plays special teams either. No, those like a lot of those like flex with benefits guys really don't what's funny about some of them too is like air like aj Jones just not like the body to be playing special teams uh like aaron jones is but aaron jones is the starter so he just doesn't play special teams all i'm saying dude is aj Dillon will make a hell of a personal punt rete- protector <laughs> yeah that's what I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking like aj Dillon just just line his ass up there man that's what i'm thinking uh, we're at this real there's a lot of open running back jobs in the NFL right now because everyone hates running backs. There's also like still free agent running backs out there like Josh. Yeah, Jacobs, between Leonard Zeke Burnett. and Leonard Fournette and I'm insert Dalvin. other dude, you want to know who fell off a map? I didn't I forgot this dude existed Todd until Gurley. like huh? Todd Gurley. No, Todd Gurley is like retired, but not actually retired, I think. Yeah. He he is, I can't find an actual job retired. <laughs> yeah. Just saying something because David Johnson got a job last year. Oh, there's another guy, yeah. But no, dude. Dude who like fell off the face of the earth. I didn't even know this guy existed until I read a thread about him on a uh, Dynasty Reddit. Daryl Henderson is Dar- like oh, that's the like eye. that is a guy who was like legitimately fantasy relevant like two years ago in 2021 the and fantasy relevant for the first part of this season and then his ass got cut and like I don't think he's on the team and he might not be on a team after he literally I, might be in the fucking XFL right now or like I the USFL I, I you know what fuck it let's have this conversation I don't think it's possible to I don't think the running backs don't matter argument goes far enough. Like, I still think we have too much, like, spot space in our hearts for these are actual human beings with families, like, left for that argument. Like, legitimately, wholeheartedly, I believe that you could just, like, Ronald Jones is on uh, Dallas right now. I think Ronald Jones could walk in there and give you what what Zeke did last year, if not like add some things. And, I like, would say he probably could. I mean, Zeke was not great last year. No, but like people still like think Zeke could walk into a starting job and like keep players off the field now without a massive contract. No, dude, my I, as a Zeke fantasy owner, my like wet dream is him like getting the Samaj P Ryan role from like yeah. the Bengals, or yeah. like being like or going to like Tampa and like taking over the RB2 job there. Yeah. And like just like literally like Zeke is just there for like goal line carries and hoping he gets like 10 touchdowns like Jamal. Right. Well, like to me, it always seemed like just, I have nothing to prove this because you can't measure it, 
but like you can see explosiveness and who doesn't have explosiveness. Like there's no better example than watching Zeke and Tony Pollard over the last couple of years. Yeah, Especially one of them's got juice, the other one's juiced out. Right, but like people would like talk themselves into like Leonard Fournette being a good running back, like playoff Lenny and all that stuff. And it's like this dude, I don't know like what you guys are watching. This dude's got no juice. He's like barely getting to the edge on perfectly blocked plays and like flopping into the end zone on a high powered offense. Like we talk our every single every single year p- people do this and it drives me fucking insane. We like talk ourselves into these players and like everything. And then we get all of these reminders because a dude like Daryl Henderson just like exists and then quite literally doesn't anymore. And it's, we just act like it's business as usual, but then we don't change anything. We just tell ourselves like, no, Zeke's actually a really good pass protector and he's really good on the goal line. And that's why he's keeping Tony Pollard off the field. And then a week later, he's fucking off the roster. I don't, I, we have too much heart, heart left for running backs. Get rid of it. They're worthless. You know what rem- running backs kind of remind me of? They remind uh, me, you're, you're not going to, this is a good reference for like any baseball fans. They remind me of relief pitchers. It's it, not necessarily even closers, but relief pitchers. Because, like, they're relief pitchers who will get traded at the trade deadline because, like, they're so hot and they're one of their best relievers in baseball. And, like, literally they're gone. They're DFA'd, like, in two years. Like, Andrew Miller was, like, the best reliever in baseball for, like, two seasons, and then he, like, was gone with the wind. Like, no one knew where he was after that. No one was trading for him again. Like, guys just come and go. Like, Joaquin Soria for the Royals, like, tons of saves. He gets traded, and, like, he's he's just bouncing around everywhere. Like, he's he just lost it. Like, that's what it reminds me of. It's like, oh, like, you have this running back who, like, has two decent seasons. Well, guess what? Like, he's gone. Like, he's yeah. gone, reduced to atoms. I mean, it's it's a flooded market. That's, like, no secret. Everybody knows that that's what it is now. Don't let your kids uh, grow up to be running backs. Like, every, like all of those jokes. Like, we're somewhat aware. We know why and everything. But because, partially because people play sports like fantasy football, where you have to somehow find that running back production. Um, and because NFL teams still use a running back on at, at most 50% and at least 30% of their plays. Um, we like talk ourselves into these like guys like being super important and like uh I don't like care what you're saying. My the team on the running back on my team is adding something that somebody else can't. And no, <laughs> they're not. Dude, That's like just- Jarek McKinnon can just come in and be like anyone's pass catching running back right now. Like literally anyone's. I well, and that's the thing. I don't think that like what Kansas City did was so fucking smart because they got a running back that brought the explosiveness, that brought the uh like big play energy, the physicality, all that, and they just used him to do that. And then they used Jarek McKinnon and the just veteran pass catching role, and that was what he did. And there were two running backs. They did two separate jobs, and that was all that they did. It was dirt cheap, um, nothing. I think that there's a lot of running backs in the NFL that can't do what uh, Isaiah Pacheco is doing. 
I think that there's a lot of running backs in the NFL that can do what Isaiah Pacheco is doing. I think there's a lot of running backs in this draft that can do what Isaiah Pacheco is doing. But, I mean, that's just, that's the problem. If I was the Chiefs, I'm not taking, we can have, I'm not drafting a running back if I'm the Chiefs. I'm sorry, I'm bringing Jarek McKinnon back. Why, why do we need a running back? We just proved last, same, same thing with us needing a receiver. We just proved last year that nothing matters. Our coaching staff is our offense. Why do we need to bring in more players on our offense? I understand right. depth, and I will agree with the depth argument 100%. That's the reason we should bring in another running back. But unless that running back is physically better, we shouldn't be like taking what's working off the field. Honestly, if I were the Chiefs, I wouldn't spend a first on any of the wideouts unless like JSN's there, which would just be weird. Yeah. Well, I guess if Jordan Addison was there, I'd probably do the same thing. I, yeah, I I'd take honestly the big three. Okay, if, if any of Jordan Addison, um, JSN or Quentin Johnston were there, I'd do it, and that's only because like. We would we'd basically just turn Quentin Johnson to MBS like that's the floor. <laughs> I'd I'd take Zay Flowers there too. I wouldn't hate the Chiefs taking Jalen Hyatt, and that's only because I trust our staff to use Jalen Hyatt. In use a way. him right. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I really kind of don't want them. I want I really want us to go edge in the first round personally because I think that's more important. I think, but like I think them drafting another running back in like the seventh round since we have a ton of picks in the seventh, I think that's, and especially in a deeper class, I think that's a good idea. Um, And I think drafting a day two wide out is a good idea. Kind of like what we did last year. Doesn't yeah. have to necessarily, again, like I keep coming back, <laughs> let's go full circle. You know, Cedric Tillman, I feel like is a really nice addition. See, I've, people like talk about Hopkins coming to Kansas City. And like these like big physical X receivers that like went on jump balls. Not that I'm saying that's all Hopkins does right uh does right now, but that's like how people perceive him. I don't like see a player like that thriving in the Kansas City offense. Our offense like uh thrives on spacing, thrives on just getting player getting players out in the space, creating on their own. Like all of that's kind of uh, bullshit in a way. Um it's not really I, I mean, we talked about there's no better like way <laughs> for me to put it than like watching the Super Bowl and just watching like Devonta Smith and AJ Brown go to work against man coverage and then watching the Chiefs and just like watching uncovered tight ends on crossers and just like shit like that where it's like, you know, like if we're doing this stuff, I just don't see why we need like MBS is similar to that type of receiver as much as people don't want to put him in that bucket because he can't separate. Um, and like him as like a downfield contested catch receiver just doesn't work in this offense. We try to use him as this like short intermediate guy, which he is not, which also doesn't work, but like Pat Mahomes isn't lobbing 50, 50 balls downfield to MVS or to D hop or to whoever the fuck's down there because there's no need to in this offense. He didn't do that when he had Tyree kill. He threw it to Tyree kill when he had 15 yards of, uh, separation on the free safety. I really just think the value of D hop or someone who's like a big physical X receiver like that, their value is at the goal line, just allowing us to like throw a fade at the five yard line. But even then, like a fade is such the analytics just keep showing that fades are bad plays. Yeah. I, we, uh, 
we we ran a uh, fade last year to our four string tight end, and then tried to. We, we sure did. Jordy Forts. It was an awful fade too, if I remember it was, right. Yes. Mahomes threw a shitty ass ball. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I remember that. Mahomes threw a shitty ass ball, but it was was that on Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, maybe my, I just remember the corner was the corner was really short, yeah. and so Jordy Forts pretty much didn't even have to jump. He just like. Uh, that was fun. It's okay because it's Sky Moore season. He's, it's okay because uh, we won the Super Bowl. Nothing else matters. Well, that's true too. And Sky Moore is going to have twelve hundred receiving yards and lead us to another one here. But like, actually, and uh, yeah. So, how many uh, air yards is Kadarius Tony going to have this year? But not as a receiver. How many, how many is he? How, how many? How many passing yards is Kadarius Tony having this year? But not pat like completed. How far is he chucking this fucker down the field over the course of the season? Have you ever heard the uh, Travis Kelsey um, interview about when he got to throw like his trick pass with Kansas City? No, this is not an interview. It was on his podcast, New Heights, good podcast. Basically, like you know, Travis Kelsey used to be a quarterback, and so he was yeah. supposed to have like one read, and he like asked Andy like. Oh, what if like this guy gets open? And he's like, "Don't fucking throw the ball." And then like Travis, like the one read is like you know taken, so he looks up and he sees like whoever it was. We'll just say it was McCall Hardman or Tyreek Hill. He was like open for like a minute for like a second, so he hucked it at him and he got picked off. <laughs> um, that's something I could see happening with Kadarius Tony, and I'm gonna go oh, yes. with like 40 air yards. There's uh. In terms of like range of okay, outcome. wait a minute. Is it combined or is it like one throw? Oh no, combined over the course of the oh, season. Combined over the course. Yeah, uh, I'm I think gonna go like over hundred yards. I'm gonna go forty, just because I think him and Sky Moore are going to split ridiculous uh, pass. Sky Moore used to be a high school quarterback. Ah, don't bring that shit up. God damn it. Why? What? I don't want because Sky Moore is going to play every fucking position in the Chiefs offense before he plays wide receiver. And I'm going to be so pissed about it because they're like, he can't learn the offense. And like, maybe you shouldn't be using our fucking 5'10 receiver to try and throw post routes across the field to Kadarius Tony. Dude, we're going to run a play where like we throw a screen pass to Sky Moore and then he throws it back to like Kadarius Tony oh, and Kadarius right. Tony throws a fucking streak to Pat Mahomes. It's like a double for Philly special. It's good. Philly yeah. Special. Like he's going to Mahomes is going to like hand it off to sky more in a jet sweep. I but just, he's going to, he's going to make it look like a pop pass. So he's going to like catch it and go like this or whatever. Or like sky more will like catch it like on the snap or something. I don't know what it'll be. And then he'll just start like running, like like jogging down the sideline or something. And then Sky Moore is gonna fucking like huck it back to Kadarius Tony, and Kadarius Tony's gonna huck it down That's to Mahomes. The difference Sky Moore doesn't have a hose. Kadarius Tony's got a fucking nuke strap. Again, that's why Sky Moore is making the crop. That, that's why he's like throwing from like the forty to yeah. like the opposite hash. You you realize like there's a potential we could do that fucking. Uh, diamond formation with Kadarius Tony, Pat Mahomes, Sky Moore, and Travis Kelsey and Blake Bell back there. 
and oh like, my God. <laughs> well, that would be too many men in the backfield, but yes, I understand yeah. where you're going. Well, I with mean, this. just uh, bring Blake Bell in motion so you can like run a five man option or some bullshit. Just anyone just, can throw the ball. Yeah, I just give it just listing ideas. We don't want to play actual positions here. We want to play this like version of rugby slash uh like real football. Okay. So so I got to know now. What is the emergency quarterback depth chart between Kelsey Bell Moore and uh and uh Tony? Like what's the order? My like, my thought or yeah. well, what do you what do you think it is? Can I go with what I want first? Sure. I I want uh, Kadarius Tony to be second, um, like legitimately. <laughs> um, no, <'cause laughs> what I want to have happen, and what I think would happen, because this is my data point. This is what happens with players like Kadarius Tony is they have like one good season, and then they hold out and want two hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed. So like, I want to sure. get two first round picks when an NFL team has to trade for Kadarius Tony. Um, that's what I want to have happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh Kadarius Tony might, dude, okay. You know what? I'm going to say this now. So that way you can't like say this later. I can already see Lamar holding out for the entire season and Kadarius Tony completing like one pass for like 20 yards. And then you coming on here and saying like, oh yeah, Kadarius Tony's a better quarterback than Lamar. He had more passing yards this season. No, I would never say anything yes. like that. that, that is, shut up. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything that stupid. Yes, you uh, would. <laughs> now, if uh, Kadarius, if uh, Baltimore cashed out on Lamar, somebody gave him a contract, they got two first round picks, and he gave like a third round pick to the Chiefs for Kadarius Tony, and Kadarius Tony got traded a second time. I think Kadarius Tony could be a borderline uh, MVP candidate in the Greg Roman offense, but Greg Roman's gone too, so it'd get kind of weird. Um, Dog. Okay. By the way, Travis Kelsey's QB backup or uh, emergency quarterback one. By the way, I think that's like well reported. God, that feels bad. I I honestly, if it were me, I would put Blake Bell at quarterback. That's what I was thinking. He's like, because Blake Bell doesn't actually do anything important. I don't know right. if Blake Bell can throw the ball, though, is the problem. So it's Kadarius Tony. It, it, well, it literally, we well, see Kadarius hey. Tony's probably hurt. So, like, yeah. it's either Travis or it's, uh, it's either Travis or Sky Moore or Blake Bell. And I want it to be Blake Bell, but I'm not sure. God, do you I think I Blake Bell? Okay, here's the other thing, right? You've played football. Pads are like really different between like quarterbacks and like wideouts and linemen yeah. and like tight ends. Even do you think if Travis Kelsey had to play quarterback, he has like quarterback pads like just stowed away somewhere for like a break in case of emergency thing? Uh, what that immediately makes my brain go to is if you remember the K State Oklahoma State game from a couple years back that we lost like three quarterbacks in the game. And we had our defensive tackle taking snaps just in case we got to our fifth string. No. Oh, okay, here's the thing. Hunter Hall was the starting quarterback for Clearwater when they beat us in the state playoffs. Right. That dude had to walk. Dude, that pissed me off. Story time. 
That dude was the starting quarterback. Clearwater wasn't any good. Kyler hurt his like ankle like during the game. He couldn't run. So like that's why we stunk. But that's neither here nor there. He also lit my shit up. I was like running down to block him. I mean, it worked. I like basically it was like it was like running into a wall to where like I went to go block him and I was gonna like clean his clean his clock, clean (laughs) up clean a borderline division one athlete's clock with my five nine one eighty (laughs) five ass. Yeah, but he saw me last minute. You know, this is very much like ah, you know, I could have won the state title if it wasn't for my knee. Yeah. Um. And so he like you know lowered his shoulder like last second and I like ended up on the ground but like he wasn't in a position to move so it was like if I blocked a wall and we ran by the wall we didn't get that many yards after that though I definitely got a concussion on that play by the way like I was definitely like ooh (laughs) (laughs) I was like ooh shit when you run into a wall yeah, no. I was like, "Yeah, shit. I uh this might be what a concussion is." Um I'm not really sure. Yep, let me go back um, to the huddle. But any whore. So Hunter Hall goes into the K-State Oklahoma State game and they literally just don't they don't even like pretend that he's going to throw the ball. Like they he's just handing it off to Alex Barnes the entire time. Right. So bad so that we just went to Wildcat at one point because yep. we just needed the extra blocker. He, but we didn't put a wide receiver up there. We still had him in the game and split out wide out, just standing next to coach. Oh, <laughs> that dude was some that dude was some ass for Kate. I don't even know if he was ass. He didn't get a play. Yeah. Do you remember also God, we're gonna get it on tangent. That was the game that uh Oklahoma State got the phantom first down on third and long. They got the uh, first down on a 17-yard pass completed on uh, third and 21, and then it was first and 10. Oh, dude, I do remember that. That shit pissed me off. It was in the two. It was like in the two-minute drill, so it was just like fast, 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 and they just, I don't know, just like missed it or something like that, and it was just like forgotten. But, yeah, because we won. We would yeah. never have forgotten that we lost. Yeah. We're a bunch of salty bastards. Oh, oh man. God. Um, but Sky Moore needs to play starting receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs because we have no wide receivers that are good or of note in like any way. So that way, we can have a reliable receiver production for I don't know our MVP level quarterback, which would be something that I would assume he would want. That would just bring same. back Albert Wilson, bro. Yeah, bring back Justin Watson and then listen to a offseason or an entire season of Beans call him A, not a tight end, which he is, and B, good, which he is not. Dude, I'm trying to think of like, so we're, get, we're getting pretty close to the hour mark here. Yeah. So I kind of want to like wind it down, but I'm really trying to think of like what the beansiest draft take. I like, I'm trying to think of like a draft take Beans would have, but like I don't know if he would actually have it. I'm just trying. It's like AI. I'm trying to do the job of an AI where if I typed in Beans draft draft take, it would be that. While while you're thinking about it, if you had to go into your boss's office and ask for a promotion, and Beans was gonna be, would you have Beans be your agent if you were he was guaranteed to talk you up like a Chiefs player? 
I think I would take him. Um, Beans does so much legwork, dude. I would love for Beans. I know. That's... That dude, one, Beans isn't here because he's working his ass off. Love you, Beans. We'll see you on Thursday. But, like, I I call that dude Catman in our league because I know if I just tell him to tell me what the cap situation is for someone, they would just look <laughs> it up. Um, and so, like, be- Beans is, like, the guy. So he- here's what we'll do. Um, we'll rag on Beans because in his wedding, he's making us wear jeans and boots. Uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Bro, that's such bullshit. Um, fuck him. I do have boots, but there's, <laughs> they're still toed boots. So I hope that's okay. I wear jeans and boots every day and I still don't want to wear jeans and boots. Dude. I, I, the problem is, is he's going to be like, Oh, you need these like dark wash jeans. Well, I have dark wash jeans. They're probably just too dark washed. And now I'm going to have to be like, ah, so you're being racist against darker washed blue jeans. And he's going to be like, yes. yes. fuck you 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 bigot yep dude i fucking hate jeans dude i hate jeans so much i hate jeans too i don't even know what the best beansiest take in this draft class would be i i just circled back to charlie jones honestly gavin if i ever get married you know what my uh attire is gonna be it's gonna be a white button-up shirt because Everybody has a white button-up shirt. Everybody has a white button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. A K-State tie, because I'm a fucking psychopath. Actually, we could do, like, three different ones. One could be, like, a power cat. The other one could be, like, the Willie, And the other one could be, like, the classic K-State, like, wildcat. One could be white. One could be purple. One could be lavender. See, uh, see we're thinking. We're, like, color-coding here. And then, uh, you know, these pants, I would have everyone wear these pants because they look like dress pants, but they're actually, you know, like, oh, pants. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's what I'm doing that. If I can't be comfortable during my wedding, never mind, because if I can't have my way during my wedding day, then I'm never going to get my way. That's like an automatic relinquish of power. Yeah. I, I've been looking at this. I think the beauty of a beans take is that I literally can't put my mind into the mind of the beans because, uh, well, he's the beans. So the bean. I, the do bean have, man. I do have a hot take for us though. Whenever we're ready for it, um, um, I'm still looking through tight ends here, trying to find one I think would be beansy enough for me to pick. But I, I, I guess my beans hot take. Would be, you see, I think he's not being truthful about his running backs because he put Tajay Spears as like three. So I think, I think he's being untruthful about his running backs. And my guess is that there's a running back out there that like he loves. I'm guessing it's like Tank Big B or something. Well, we can all agree that, like, Deuce Vaughn is, like, a early, like, second-round pick just gone. Correct. If you're listening to this, draft Deuce Vaughn in the early second. <laughs> well, I mean, that Beans is going to have him gone, like, as soon as the first round is deleted. Uh, 
Juice Blonde will be a member of the Bean Dipper. So the Bean Dipper, Sandusky's wish list. Yeah. All right, Gavin. If you have a hot take to serenade us with, I don't have any Milf Manor content because I haven't watched. I do. Let's. Can we be done with New England? Like, why? I, They're fun. Because they've been like treated. And Bill Bell, I understand at some point you've won enough Super Bowls, blah, 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 blah. But you won it with a quarterback that left and still kept winning Super Bowls, and you didn't. So um, apparently the variable we got to work with here says that um, Tom Brady was important and you were not. Uh, We just, like, attribute all of this, like, this doesn't make sense, but it's Bill Belichick. You just got to listen. I just want to be done with that. Like, at some point, they're just, like, objectively terrible moves because they've been doing it and doing them for years. None of it makes sense. They let Jacoby Myers go and then replaced him with the worst wide receiver that they paid him more. Yeah, that was super weird. I wonder if, like, Jacoby Myers, like, had to leave because of, like, the passback thing. You know what I mean? Like, I almost wonder if, like, there were too many hurt feelings about that because isn't didn't that, like, really genuinely, like, cost them the playoffs? Um, in, I mean, in the sense that if they would have won that game, like they would have made the playoffs. I guess the first thing that comes to my mind with that, or like when you talk about that, is uh, if Bill Belichick is like a quarter of the coach that like people attribute him to, they'd know that like Ramondre Stevenson is like sick, also at fault there. But like, yes, dude, I said, I said that when it first happened, and no one wanted, no one wanted to hear about it. They that, ran a fucking draw play to the running back, and he tossed it back to a wide receiver, and he panicked. Yeah, there, there's a different level of, like, fuck-up that happened, like, with what happens between Ramondre and Jacoby versus Jacoby and the throw. Like, you got to, like, really fuck up to do. But Jacoby also, and the throw is, like, I mean, there's no defending it, right? Like, it's just fucked yeah, up. But it's bad. I, but, like, it doesn't happen if Ramondre Stevenson just does what he's supposed to do on that play because there's no fucking chance that anyone told him to fucking pitch it back to Jacoby. Yeah, yes. But, like, yeah, so uh, Bill Belichick, this uh, greatest coach of all time, like, everything, isn't able to watch, like, that play and decide both players are at fault or anything like that. Yeah, I just, um, no. Especially Bill Belichick, who's, like, notorious for benching running backs because they fuck up. Uh, Like, Ramondre Stevenson was benched for an entire season because he fumbled one time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't I saw know. a mock draft with Bajin Robinson going to the Patriots, and I wanted to throw up. <laughs> I just, I'm so, we literally tried, people tried to talk themselves into two defensive coordinators running the offense for the Patriots last year and thinking it was a good idea. And then at the end of the season, when it didn't work, they're like, well, obviously, Mac Jones is like mad, and this didn't work because there's two defensive coordinators running the offense. It's like, we were legitimately trying to like, like, oh, what is Bill Belichick thinking here? Is he like uh, plugging these dudes in because he knows that they know something that the rest of the NFL doesn't? It's like, yeah, they know how to run fucking defense. They got no fucking <laughs> idea how offense works. Oh, they know how to run defense well, so they'll know how to attack a defense, obviously. Uh, you that... remember the viral clip? I don't know why it's popped in my head. You remember the viral clip last year of... um. Daniel Jones like throwing the uh pass to the like middle linebacker with no wide receivers around him and it was just like oh no this is terrible it's just funny how like per- again perceptions in the fucking offseason go here where like people were just like Daniel Jones is done he's terrible now he's making 40 million dollars a year 
and people are trying to talk about a defensive coordinator running the offense, two defensive coordinators running the offense for the Patriots. I hate it here. I just want logic. I feel like if you could get to the NFL, which does require you to get a million dollars, which requires you to be retarded, apparently. Uh, if you can get there without getting a million dollars, so you still have some sanity and some like rational thought left, you just would like waltz into a Super Bowl, which I think is what Andy Reid did. But Andy Reid won a Super Gavin Alexander quote: "Andy Reid won a Super Bowl because he not dumb." Yeah, yeah, I yes, correct. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the lounge hour. It went over a little bit of an hour, but at the snap of my fingers, Beans, Aloysius, Luann, Josephine, WD Dog, H&R Block, Beans, Ubel will do a sick edit. And at the snap of my fingers, he will appear and part two will commence. <laughs>